This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Do you want to make more Dynasty trades? Sure, we all do. Tune in once a week to the Trade Addicts podcast and see how easy it is to train to be a great Dynasty trader. At Trade Addicts Pod, thousands of men and women have prepared to win championships without sacrificing value. And now, from your phone, car, or computer, you can learn to increase your team's dynasty value. Many topics such as keep trade buy, make amends, and trade addicts trades will get you ready to make your own trades. So make the important call right now and check out the Trade Addicts Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to lock on to your favorite college and NFL prospects powered by the brand that you come to know and trust, Destination Debbie. Welcome to the Elite Seekers Fantasy Football Podcast. Now introducing our host, the creator of the Elite Seekers Podcast. He goes by the name of Ben Eby. You can find him on Twitter at Mr. Underscore EBY. Get ready to take flight. We locked on, ladies and gentlemen. Smash that subscribe button. Let's get them trophies brought back to the hotel. Here we go. Elite Seekers, what's going on? We are here for episode eight. And yes, that means we've been with you for two full months already. It's crazy. I'm super excited because we're going to continue to change the game. I told you we're going to continue to evolve, bring you new stuff, and, and just really tell you about all these elite targets that, that we've been finding across the board. Now, what's extra special about this episode is I got my first ever guest here, and it is none other than my guy, Jordan Richards, one of the gurus behind the scenes for Destination Debbie. And now you're seeing him everywhere. You're seeing him on all kinds of shows. He's got his own pod going at your boy, Jay Rich. Jay, what is up, man? I'm good, man. Thank you so much for having me. You know, it's an honor to be the first guest, the first guest officially. And it couldn't be anybody else. Like, let's be real. It couldn't be anybody else. You say the guru behind the scenes. I would just say the best behind the scenes. I mean, why, why stop at guru? You know, it's, it's just my personal opinion, of course. So I like to think I'm modest, but <laughs> I'm not always, you know, sometimes you gotta, you gotta earn your stripes. Sometimes you gotta just take them. And I think, I think I've done that. You know, I think I've done a pretty good job with that, but I'm so excited to be here on the elite seekers. You know, I wanted to take a sound bite of J Cole <laughs> and just drop it like every fucking 10 seconds on this <laughs> thing. You know, it's going to be awesome though. Super happy to be here. Super excited. And uh, let's dive into these prospects, man, man, I'm pumped. This one's going to be special because we are kicking off something brand new called the elite region series. We're going to look at 2023 and 2024 eligible prospects from different states, different regions, and then choose who we think are going to be the guys at each position when it's all said and done, when we're doing these NFL rookie draft mocks and just trying to tell you about the future. You know, we're not back to the future. We don't have the sports almanac, but I'm going to tell you, we grind and we look at film 
And we have a great eye for finding these things before they happen. So we're going to start off with quarterback. I'm pumped about this one because the state of California is loaded. California, And it's all about California love today. So we're going to kick it off with Bryce Young out of Alabama. Yeah, last year's guy, 2023 eligible, six foot 194 pounds out of Pasadena. He was a five-star recruit and the top-rated dual-threat QB out on all outlets. It didn't matter where you were looking. He only had 156 passing yards and one touchdown during his freshman year this season because he sat behind Heisman finalist Mac Jones, who showed us what he has and is going to be a first-round lock at the NFL level. Going back to Bryce Young, All-American Bowl Offensive MVP, All-American Bowl Player of the Year, shared Max Prep National Player of the Year with fellow Cali quarterback DJU among other many national awards. I can't even list them all. It's just crazy. His senior year, he passed for over 4,500 yards, 58 touchdowns, only six picks. He will take over an offense at Alabama featuring John Mechie, among other four and five-star recruits that you've already heard about here. Guys such as Ja'Cory Brooks, Ajay Hall, JoJo Earl, Christian Leary, and the list goes on. It's just crazy. Bama reloads every year. We know that. California is loaded at the quarterback position. DJ Uyunglele, is a monster at Clemson 2023 as well. He was the top pro-rated quarterback prospect. We already got the chance to see him a little bit this year. Started two games as a freshman with Trevor Lawrence there, who had to sit out. He had coronavirus. Finished the season with 914 yards, five touchdowns, and a completion percentage over 66%. So you love to see that. In high school, this dude was a stud. A cannon arm. Threw for over 10,000 yards and 127 touchdowns with only 11 picks while leading his team to the 7A California State Championship. This dude's an All-American by every standard. USA Today had him as the National Offensive Player of the Year. already mentioned how Max Prep had him sharing National Player of the Year with Bryce Young. So it's always fun to catch these guys that grew up playing against each other, grew up knowing each other, and now we get to see it at the next level. And some tells me we're going to see both these guys at that NFL level as well one day. The last guy, I'm normally going to talk about just two prospects out of the state, but I couldn't talk about quarterbacks in California without mentioning CJ Stroud, who could be the dark horse to really come out and be the top guy when it's all said and done. The tools are there. It's definitely more of a high risk, high reward guy, but he's six foot three, 205 pounds, continues to pack on the weight on his freshman year this season as he got to go with Ohio State to the national championship. This guy is potentially in the mold of a Justin Fields caliber quarterback. He's out of Rancho Cucamonga, California, four or five star prospect, depending on what recruiting service he looked at last year. He was only the number two pro style quarterback just behind DJU. So he was the MVP of the Elite 11 finals, featuring the top high school prospects in the nation. He threw for over 3,800 yards and 47 touchdowns in his senior year. Now, looking at these guys, I mentioned. CJ Stroud is that dark horse because the other two, we know, hey, DJ is going to be leading Clemson. Bryce is going to be leading Bama. Can CJ Stroud beat out Jack Miller and Kyle McCord to take over that job? Where do you know Olave is coming back? Wilson's there. Julian Fleming, Smith and Jigba, G. Scott Jr., Emeka Ibuka. These guys are loaded at wide receivers. Silly. They're going to be playing at every position. They got wide receivers playing running back. Probably got some wide receivers playing cornerback. I don't know. They're going to do everything. These guys are loaded. So, Jay Rich, when you look at these three quarterbacks out of California, who's going to be the man when it's all said and done? For me, it's DJ Uyangalele. And here's why. It's just when you watch him play, 
he has that pro style quarterback build, right? He's six foot four, six foot five, 240 pounds. For all we know, he could be playing linebacker if you really wanted him to. He can still run. So don't think he's a statue out there. And when you look at the top quarterbacks right now, yes, in fantasy, we're worried about rushing yards because rushing has become a big part of fantasy. But the top guys are still the top guys. You know, the top guys, we want guys who throw for 40 touchdowns because that's what gets it done at quarterback. You look at this championship week in the NFL, you got four quarterbacks. All of them are 6'2 or taller and weigh 20, 225 pounds or more. I'm not trying to say that makes great fantasy QBs, but this is the elite seekers and we're looking for elite prospects. In my opinion, DJ, you already has the arm. He already can run. He can do everything you need him to do. He just needs to grow and develop in that system. But I do like you mentioning Stroud because Stroud is going to put up the numbers. That's what it comes down to sometimes for players. You look at Joe Burrow, you look at Mac Jones, even Kyle Trask, they maybe were decent prospects coming in. We didn't know what to think of them. Then all of a sudden they ball out Heisman finalists, put together Heisman campaigns with their receivers. And next thing you know, they're going to be top draft picks and CJ Stroud could be a product of something like that. I still like Bryce Young. I still think he's extremely talented. I love that he's at Bama, but there are the concerns of what will that offense be after losing so many players and what are they going to be, especially after losing Steve Sark to Texas. Yeah, man, it's is wild. And, and I can't remember looking at three quarterbacks from the same class that you really could make an argument for all three to potentially be the guy. And then when you dive in deeper, we're talking about this is the California region right now. These guys are all from the same state. Like this is a special group. And these guys are going to be battling. You're talking about Ohio State, Clemson, Bama. These guys are all going for that national championship. Is it, you know, are they going to all get one each or, or are they going to split? I mean, are they all going to be gone too fast for that to happen? Who knows? Like, I, we just don't know. But I'm telling you, there's some national championship quarterbacks in this group right here. It's just a matter of who's going to rise to the top. Special group. You can make an argument for either one. I'm probably still rolling with Bryce Young just because of his escapability. I absolutely love that. And I think, you know, it, it is a big question without Sark there. I think that does raise some some different concerns. Like, what are they going to do now? But man, that saving group always comes through. So we'll see how it goes, man. It's, it's, it's a blast. And that quarterback position in California is will be one to remember when it's all said and done. California. So we're going to jump right into running backs out of California. This one is not like the quarterback position. A little bit tougher time, you know, as you dive deeper. But we're just going to talk about two guys, one from the 2023 eligible class, one from 2024. So 2023 eligible Kendall Milton, this guy going to Georgia. We already saw him a little bit this year. Six foot one, 220 pound beast out of Fresno. Depending on the recruiting service you're looking at, he was a four or five star prospect. Played in the All-American Bowl. Was the number six running back in the nation, according to 24-7. His uncle, Kevin Hardy, was a former Butkus Award winner given to the top linebacker and was also the number two overall pick in the NFL draft in 1996. It's always cool to see those bloodlines there. You get a little bit of extra as far as development and understanding on the mental side of things. Now for Kendall, his freshman year at Georgia saw limited action, seven games, 35 carries, 193 yards, but he did creep over that five yard per carry that we love to see finishing at 5.5. It's going to be interesting to see how his opportunity grows though, because we saw Zamir White is coming back. I'm not thrilled, but seniority seems to be a big thing at Georgia. We're also seeing, you know, a guy that I've already talked about on a previous episode, Lavoisier Carroll coming in, I think just has some special speed and he's going to get some touches. But Milton is powerful, fast, great balance. 
uh, just a great blend of skills. So sky is the limit when you're talking about NFL potential. He should, you know, absolutely rise to the top when it's said and done. But hey, we are going to see. We are comparing him to Byron Cardwell, who is currently undecided. But rumor has it he will be picking where he goes on January 25th. So we're going to find out here in just a few days. He's 2024 eligible, six foot, 203 pounds. So great size as well out of San Diego, four star prospect. He's currently looking at Cal, Oregon, UCLA, Florida, Texas, A&M, and just picked up an offer, a late offer the other day from Auburn. So it's always interesting when you see those late ones. Can they can they budge where they're thinking? But nothing out there shows a solid you know direction for Byron Cardwell. So it's going to be interesting. He has a 4.640 yard dash, 4.3 shuttle, 29 inch first. So he doesn't blow you away as far as those metrics, but he is very strong when you watch his film. Shows great balance and vision, and, and he just does not get taken down on first contact very often. I love it. He, he's very elusive between the tackles. Uh, and he has a blend of skills that are going to you know, make him real interesting. So opportunity is going to be big. Let's see where he lands. But between Byron Cardwell and Kendall Milton, it seems like a pretty easy choice, right, Jordan? This is too easy. It's, I don't even know why you brought up Cardwell. I'm sure he's great. I've watched him play. He, he'll be fine. You know, we don't know where he's going. That that doesn't help at all. But it's Kendall Milton. It's it's not even close for me. Uh, the size speed combo. I love that he's going to Georgia. Uh, Georgia, we've seen, has been cranking out running backs pretty much every single year. And they already have great running backs there. I'm not happy at Zamir White, though. I'm ticked off. It should have been the Kendall Milton show. But, you know, he with his three ACL injuries and, you know, God knows what else he's racked up over the years. He's just not going to be durable. He's not good long term. But unfortunately, we know Kirby Smart, man. He's just he's loyal to these guys for whatever reason. We don't we don't know why. I can't explain it. But Zeus White's going to play. He was pretty good this year. But I want to see Kendall Milton. I don't want to see Zamir White anymore. Like I'm done with that. And it's no it's no offense to Zamir White. He's a great player. But we want to see Kendall Milton play because he's he's going to be dynamic, electric. He's going to do all the things we want him to do. And he's going to be a great running back in the NFL as well. It's easy to put your stamp on him because he's just got prototypical everything, size, speed, power. Like he, he can just do it all. And then once you factor in development in the pass catching game, pass protection, he could be a complete back three down in the NFL. And I love that Georgia is going to be the school to help develop him to get there. Yeah, man, I'm with it. It's, this is an easy choice at this point in the game. Just that size and, and that speed blend is is what you love to see. Now, hopefully those touches start to lean Milton's way and, and we see a lot more in, in year two. But again, we'll see what happens. Georgia has some weird things from year to year. It's all about seniority. It has seemed like in the past. But Milton's got the skill set to change that. You know, you want to win games. It's the SEC. You're not going to be there very long if you're not. So from a coaching standpoint, I don't know how you can keep Milton in year two off the field. California, yeah. So we're going to jump right into wide receivers out of California. I am excited. I'm a wide receiver guy. I mean, I love my wide receivers. This one is, is fun, but to me, it's another easy choice. So we're going to talk about 2023 eligible Gary Bryant Jr. First, who's at USC, five foot 11, 170 pounds out of Riverside, California, four star prospect. A guy that they were so excited to pick up. And I actually you know, expected to see on the field early this year. Didn't see it that much. 58 receptions, 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns through the air as a senior in high school. Um, and this year, again, didn't see him much. Seven catches, 51 yards for his freshman season at USC. Uh, he averaged 26 yards per kick return, showing the electricity he put on display in high school. And he's the guy that has that skill set to replace Amon Ra, who we're going to see move on in, in this NFL draft. 
So Gary is a guy, again, that people are excited about and is interesting. But then we move on to the young buck, the new guy, the 2024 eligible Troy Franklin, who is going to Oregon. He is a duck, six foot two, 170 pounds out of Menlo Park, California, four star prospect. He has all the skills to not just be the top guy out of the ones we're talking about here. He has the skill set to be the top wide receiver in this class. A lot has to happen. But when you watch him, he is as smooth as it gets. He needs to continue to develop his route running a little bit while getting stronger. But the higher level competition that he will see in the Pac-12 is definitely going to help that. When you watch him on tape, he is the smoothest moving big receiver that I watch. And you guys know I've done an episode on the big receivers coming in. There's a lot that I love. But this guy is he is smooth. Looks like he's jogging through traffic. You know, he's out there for a for a Sunday jog, just doing his long strides. And you just see him zooming by people like they're standing still. His change of direction, ultra smooth. It doesn't take much. It's just special. And it just shows you the potential that he has. He's extremely explosive off the line and has great hands. Uh, He can beat you over the top. Or as you'll see on his film, he'll get the ball short and take it to the house. This guy is crazy. And going to the Pac-12, we know it's not as strong as the SEC. So, you know, as much showboating as you'll see from Troy Franklin in high school, I think we're going to see an equal amount at the Pac-12 conference and at Oregon. It's going to be scary, scary. But what are your thoughts? I know I'm hyping. I'm hyping them up. I'm gassing them up. Gary Bryant Jr. at USC or Troy Franklin at Oregon for the Cali wide receiver title. I mean, it's it's pretty funny because you were kind of, you know, leaning one way, you're leaning the listers on, and then all of a sudden your bias started playing out. You got to be neutral, Ben. You got to be neutral. You got to, you're leaning me that direction. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. After watching the film, it was very clear to me, Troy Franklin has the potential to be that elite wide receiver that we all want. He has that great size, 6'2". You look at most elite wide receivers in the NFL, a lot of them aren't as tall as you think they are. They're probably 6'1", 6'2", and it's because they have to have better footwork, more agility in and out of breaks. And that's something that Franklin doesn't have right now. And something I would say that Gary Bryant is a lot better at. But the difference between the two, and one thing that we don't talk about enough in the fantasy space especially, is that Troy Franklin plays plays under control. For a guy who is as fast as he is and as big as he is, this dude never looks like he's running faster than 60%, 70%. He's just gliding out there, gliding through these defenders, you know, dropping the peace sign, throwing his hands in the air, showboating. I don't love that. I'm not trying to be an old guy. I don't love that. You know, I don't like showing up your opponent too much, but you know, I, I, love I like it. to have fun I too. Love it. And that's what I love about him. You know, he has fun out there. He, he can get it done and he's going to Oregon right? The only person there right now that we know of who's consequential is Micah Pittman. Micah Pittman, we talked about him off air. He's fine. You know, he, he's probably going to end up somewhere in the slot. And we think that Franklin could really see some touches there early. They're losing CJ Verdell. Their quarterback position is a little bit uncertain right now, but I think that they're going to be forced with only having Travis die there. And who else we know in the kind of in the wings, a running back to just throw the ball more, which provides opportunities for Micah Pittman and Troy Franklin. I am intrigued by Bryant though. You know, I, I the more I watched him, the more I saw his ability in and out of breaks. He's very electric, but as we've talked about, he needs to probably add 10 to 15 pounds. Ideally, I don't think he's got that Devonta Smith 
ability in him to where he can actually play at 175, 180 pounds. But, you know, we'll see, right? And I, and I do like Brian. I think he's pretty good. He was the higher rated, he was a high rated recruit for a reason. I think we're going to see it more at USC next year. I'm not going to put too much on him for not playing because USC was a shit show. The Pac-12 was, as a whole was a shit show all year. So we'll see what happens in the future. But I'm definitely a fan of both. But if I had to pick one to be my elite, elite wide receiver, it's Troy Franklin. Yeah, man, it's funny you you mentioned Devonta Smith on that too because Troy Franklin, when you watch him, he has that smoothness that that made Devonta famous and, and won him the Heisman. We'll see. That quarterback position is going to be big. Pac twelve versus SEC, big. So there's a there's differences, but when you when you compare these guys' film, there's some similarities in, in what Troy could eventually do. So I'm just pumped to see it. As you mentioned, he's rough. It's, yeah, it's a high ceiling guy. You know, but some of these guys burn out he's too. Wrong, so we will man, see. He's good. He's good though. He's he's fun to watch. He definitely has a lot of fun out there. He's a showboater, hundred percent. He's crazy. So we're gonna jump. Love to see uh, it though. You know, yeah. you love to see it. Come on, you love to. You see love it. to see it, man. It's fun. You mentioned the little piece. I did the. He did the Tyreek Hill on him one way, and then turned back the Dropped other the way and signs, did it yeah. again. Like, come on, man. Yeah, now you're disrespecting <laughs> these <savage>. guys. <laughs> but it, but you want savages on your yeah. roster, man. That's the elite. Is, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Listen, folks, the Super Bowl is coming up, and sure, we'll all be watching the game, but the best way to celebrate the biggest day in football is to BET bet on the game. And we want to let you know about a great resource for sports bettors, the Action Network. The Action Network is where sports fans go bet smarter and experience real financial gains. In fact, their Action Network app was recently named the best app in sports betting, and with an Action Network PRO subscription, you can unlock the very best of the app. When you sign up for an Action Network PRO subscription, you can access the PRO report, which includes expert projections for every game across all the professional leagues. You can see money and bet percentages on every game. You can see the teams professional gamblers are betting on. You can take advantage of PRO systems which match winning historical bet trends with the latest games and lines. You could track every bet you make and get alerts in real time. So if you're looking to bet smarter, the Action Network PRO subscription is the best way to get started. And for a limited time, our listeners can receive 50% off an annual PRO subscription. Just go to actionnetwork.com now and receive 50% off an annual sub when you use the code DEVY, D-E-V-Y. This offer won't last long, so go to actionnetwork.com and sign up for a PRO subscription and use the promo code Debbie to receive 50% off and start betting smarter today. California. So we're going to jump right into tight ends. Uh, these, you know, California has, has some good tight end prospects here. We're going to talk about 2024 eligible Brock Bowers, who's at Georgia. 
and six foot three, 225 pounds out of Napa. He was a four star prospect. Get this, man. Sophomore year clocked at a 4.540 yard dash and 40 inch vertical. Okay. Now, an important piece of information he's currently at 225. When this was done, he was at 215 pounds. So he's definitely smaller, but I don't care. I mean, I don't think that 10 pounds is going to make a difference. So just something to watch. Uh, but that's just, I mean, as a sophomore, I can't even think about that as a sophomore in high school. That's just insane. So this guy is, is an uber, uber athletic tight end and the type of prospect you love to see in the fantasy world. Speed to burn any linebacker that comes his way. Way too big for DBs, unless you got some superstar safety to, to line up with this guy. But even then, I don't know. Uh, great hands and a very willing blocker. He had 1,500 all-purpose yards and 18 touchdowns as a junior. Uh, split out a lot, carries out of the backfield. <laughs> kick return guy, man. He literally a kick return tight end. Why not, right? It's, uh, that's got to that's gotta be in the special books, but it, it's insane. Very different from uh, the next prospect that we're going to kind of decide who's the man. That's Jermaine Terry, who was heavily recruited by Bama. He's going to go to Cal. So staying in the Bay Area, he's out of Richmond, California, also 2024 eligible, six foot four, 235 pounds. So he's a lot bigger than Brock. He is this guy, man, best hands that I've seen for any tight end in this particular class. And I'm talking about tight end and wide receiver. His hands, when he just goes up with those big mitts, he's just plucking the ball out of the air. This guy, it's just crazy with how big this guy is. It's fun to watch. He will bail out any quarterback as he does. They're just throwing it up. He goes up and gets it. He is, is, is ultra athletic. Don't have all the numbers right here for, for speed. I believe he was a four six four six eight guy. So not a burner like, like Brock was, but he's a lot bigger. Uh, his mentality when it comes to blocking, it's crazy. He's mean. He's angry. He just drives these dudes into the ground consistently on the film, which I love to see. Um, and coaches have spoke about the evolving offense that they're going to see at Cal with him coming in. Marcus Tuiasa Sopo it was really, you know, talking about on an interview I was checking out. I'm pumped. I'm pumped to see these guys. They said he changed the game. He committed early and he really just changed the game for that Cal recruiting class. So two guys that I think are different, but I don't know which which tight end are we going with for the long run, man? The funny thing is, I think here we're going to deviate a little bit because I know you. I, I hear it in your voice. I know the one you want to take, but for me, I got to take Brock Bowers. And part of it, like you talked about when you stole all of my notes, this dude is all over the field. He's split out. He's wide. He's in line. You see him in the backfield, whether he's pass protecting or he's running the ball. You see him on kick return, literally taking it back 70 yards. He can run screens, drags. You know, he can do a bit of everything and he's great in contested catch scenarios. I just love his versatility. Now, going to Georgia, I don't love that quarterback play there has been a little bit questionable. We know run heavy offense, but if you involve a, a guy like that in the play, in the play action, all these different ways, I think he could be a very versatile target. And when you look at kind of what the NFL is looking at right now, they do need big, strong, fast tight ends, but I do think there's a chance for him to just be that receiving threat only, maybe not as much blocking, doesn't necessarily be there on three downs, but when he's in the game, you're going to be looking to get him the ball because he's a playmaker. He's a baller. And if he's going to stay a tight end there, I like him a lot. I think he's got a lot of potential, a lot of upside. 
side and just to watch his film, to see all the ways he's used. If he's used like that in college, man, sky's the limit, truthfully. And we're talking about a guy who played linebacker on top of that. And then you look at Terry who played defensive end. So you just, these guys are dogs. They're not afraid to get in the trenches and block. So for me, it's Bowers, but I want to hear your opinion on these guys. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, you know, we go for that elite ceiling. And when you talk about a four or five and a 40 inch vertical as a tight end and doing kick returns and all that, that's that just blows my mind. So it's definitely in terms of this it's Brock Bowers for me, but he is the high risk, high reward guy. You got Darnell Washington already there. We know Gilbert's in the transfer portal. We don't know if he's going to go to Georgia or where, uh, but Georgia was a potential destination. So there is a lot of competition. Um, there at Georgia. We got Daniels there for one more year. So, so that'll be exciting, but you got to get on the field to show what you got. I do think with those type of metrics, unless he does something crazy, he's going to show up on the field. But Darnell Washington, man, is one of my favorite tight ends out there right now for that long term. He is huge. He is a beast. He is mean. He has the hands. So Brock Bowers is that high, high potential guy. I think Jermaine Terry is safely going to be um, just a stud tight end down the road. I think when you listen to the coaches, how excited they are to feature him. Year one's going to tell us a lot. If we don't see Jermaine Terry in year one, we'll probably mostly write him off. That, that's kind of my thoughts because there's just not as much competition and what they're saying, then we'll know it's all smoke. So for me, it's Brock Bowers, but Jermaine Terry is this one was a lot closer than other positions we're looking at for me. Yeah, man, that's awesome. And I'm, and I think that Terry as well, you know, you talk about high ceiling, but he could be a guy that he may only catch 25, 30 passes, but he may get 10 touchdowns. Like it's just, that's the reality with him, but he's that good yeah. in jump ball scenarios. Yeah. He's a beast, man. He's a beast. Well, Jay rich, man, I appreciate you jumping on. This is, you know, this is it. This is how we wrap things up here. I always hit him with the quote of the show. So we know it's almost been a year since we lost Kobe, man. And that one hits. So I want to hit you guys with a with a quote from Kobe, really talking about that Mamba mentality. And, and you know, we're just going to continue to m- remember this guy and what he was about. So it's the only thing you can control. You're responsible for how people remember you or don't. So don't take it lightly. Man, that one hits. Love it. You know, we've talked about so many conversations that me and you have had and the people out there know you got to have your people that you can talk to and, and are going to uplift you. And push you and and Jay Rich, man, I appreciate you because we've had talks where we're pushing each other either way. Yes, sir. And, and it's always up, you know. It's it's important. So I appreciate everybody out there in the Elite Seekers world. We're continuing to give you everything we got. And, and this was the kickoff of the Elite Region series. So I'm pumped for this and to see where it goes. I know we're gonna keep hitting you with the fire. So Jay Rich, man, do you got anything to take us out? I just want to say thank you. Thank you to the Elite Seekers. Thank you to Ray, because he helped me out a lot early on. Thank you to you for having me on, of course. But I, I want to be back, you know? I, I, I think I want to come back maybe when I do Florida, when we do Texas, and then you can handle like Nevada and Montana, you know? Take all the crappy states, you know, when you got to find a tight end who's a two-star prospect and talk about him because he's from God knows where in Dakota. I, I don't want to talk about that. But you want to bring me on to talk about California, Texas, Florida, the hot, the hot spots, the hotbeds? I'll be there. You believe that. But thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate you. You know, I love you, man. I appreciate our relationship. Fantasy football, not fantasy football, whatever. Um, I just want to say thank you. And follow me on Twitter at your boy J. Rich because I got some hot fire all the time for you. All the time. With that being said, man, thank you so much. And uh, I'll, I'll see you around soon. Something tells me we might see Jay Rich here in the near future again as well. So I you appreciate you, man. i pop back on out of nowhere. You won't know I'm coming. I'll just be there. Whether you like it or not. Hey, that's all we got. Appreciate you, Jay Rich. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> That's it. We'll catch you guys in next week. Elite Seekers out. Peace.